Monday morning, February 6th, 2023. Charlie Heaton, he plays Jonathan Byers on Stranger Things. He is 29 years old today. Get ready to get Rickrolled. Today is Rick Ashley's birthday. He went from working behind the scenes at a record label in the mailroom to getting a record deal of his own songs. He is 57 years old. Happy birthday to Axl Rose, one of the biggest rock stars in the world. The Guns N' Roses frontman is 61. And former NBC Nightly News anchor Tom Brokaw has a birthday today. Good evening. I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw of NBC News. He is 83 years old. On this date, 20 years ago, Fitty Set releasing his debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying. It was played on repeat here at Fun 107 back in 2003. And Christina Aguilera screwed up on the world's biggest stage 12 years ago today trying to sing the national anthem. That's not the way that song goes. Only at the Super Bowl, no big deal. Fun 107. Monday morning, going to see a cloudy day today and highs up near 50, 36 now. Time. Time to spill the tea on today's celeb gossip and Hollywood buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update. On the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show. Viola Davis just joined an exclusive club in the world of entertainment, becoming the 18th EGOT winner in history. So that's an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. She joins 17 others who came before her. Some of them include John Legend, Mel Brooks, Audrey Hepburn, and a few others. And uh, her acceptance speech was perfect. Oh, my God. I just EGOT. To everybody who was a part of my story and the best chapter yet, my loves, you are my life and my joy. You are the best chapter in my book. How do you not That's love a her? Rhode Island native, baby. Love her. Central Falls. Not the greatest area of Rhode Island. <laughs> and, she's, and she made it out, man. She is like, I love following her. She is an incredible, incredible talent. Which and, one do you think is the toughest to get out of those four? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess a Tony. Because yeah, it's like. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just harder to get because, you know, when are you going to stop doing movies and TV to, to act on stage right, like that? Right. I wonder what she got first. Must have been the Tony. Must have been, right? Yeah. Who knows? But she wasn't the only one to uh, make history last night. Beyonce hitting a new milestone. She is now the single most winning artist in Grammy history, knocking off a longstanding record that's been around since 1998. She now has 32 Grammys. I'm trying not to be too emotional. and I'm trying to just receive this night. Thank you, God. I'd like to thank my Uncle Johnny and my parents for loving me and pushing me. I'd like to thank my beautiful husband, my beautiful three children. I'd like to thank the queer community for your love and for inventing this genre. God bless you. So there was a kind of an awkward moment last night when she was late to the show. And one of the awards that she won before she hit this record, 
she wasn't there yet. She was stuck in traffic. What? <laughs> it was very awkward. So, like, this random guy came out, I mean, obviously on her team, and was like, I'm going to accept this. Beyonce's stuck in traffic. <laughs> so awkward. But Trevor Noah, who was and the host And Kanye came night, out and said, excuse me? Yeah. But Trevor <laughs> Noah, who's incredible, like... When she finally got there, he, like, made a huge fanfare and was like, even Beyonce gets stuck in L.A. traffic. Like, I'm shocked. <laughs> Fashionably cool. late. That's okay. George Salty was the top dog at 31 Grammys prior to Sunday. He's been steadily racking up statues since the 60s with his opera albums and recordings. That's what I'm talking about. I, was, I would have said, like, Michael Jackson or I something. Don't know. He's not even on the list. Bay may have just knocked George off the list, but she already secured the most nominees, sharing that with her husband, Jay-Z, at 88. Paul McCartney was below that at 81. Quincy Jones, below that at 80. So Michael Jackson's not even on the radar. Wow. Pretty nuts. Ashton Kutcher may not have been a directioner, if you will, but nobody can say that he doesn't have good taste. He revealed a slightly embarrassing anecdote about how he first met Harry Styles during a karaoke party. This other kid gets up and he does this like ABBA song that's like so, I'm like, oh my God, it's like bananas. So the kid gets off stage and Mila and I go up to him and we're like, man, I gotta tell you something. You're a ringer. You're definitely, you're like a karaoke ringer. You're really good. Like, like really good. And he's like, thanks, man. I, thank you. I really appreciate that. So we go to our friend and we go, God, that guy was really good, huh? And they're like, it's Harry Styles. And I was like, who's that? And Mila's like, it's the guy from the bleeping. He's like a professional singer. I was like, oh my God, now I feel like a jerk. So I just really want to say I'm sorry, Harry Styles, but you're really good at karaoke, man. <laughs> that. Super funny. I yeah. love Ashton Kutcher. I always have. And what more of a dad moment than being like, I don't know who Harry Styles is. I mean, how would he know? How, how, do, you, know? how do you not know? Because he's not. I know. never listened to One Direction in my life and I know who Harry Styles is. Okay? Like, everyone knows who Harry Styles is. Just the same way everyone knows who Beyonce is. Like, how do you not know? When was this, though? Recently. Oh, recently? I thought this was years ago. So, well, all right, 10 years ago. But yeah, still, I mean, I don't still, know. 10 years ago was 2013. He was definitely around. That's pretty crazy to me. I don't know. Ahead of its debut on Hulu, 20th Century Studios has shared the first official look at the upcoming White Men Can't Jump remake. Starring Jack Harlow and Cinqua Walls in similar roles, first originated by Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, the new film comes 31 years after the original became a box office hit and longtime favorite. I probably should have asked this earlier, but how much cash do you have on you? Did you not bring enough money to cover this game? I brought like 80 Minus 60. Oh, 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 oh. Ready? Four ready. What's up with your boy? He's almost done. I'm like the P.T. Anderson of basketball psychological warfare. Who is P.T. Anderson? Our greatest living director. Spike Lee is our greatest living director. Spike Lee is not even a good Knicks fan. I knew this was a mistake. Set for May 19th on Hulu. This is going to be Harlow's feature acting debut. After first breaking out as a rapper in 2020. So my boyfriend's hitting the screen. He was very proud. Be, uh, I'm very proud of it. It's going to be a cameo in there with Michael Rock. Did you know that? Oh, yeah? This guy can jump. Have oh, you yeah? seen him jumping? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's pretty crazy. 40-inch like box. Were you, were you giving Jack Harlow some tips? 
Well, yeah, because he doesn't really have the height that I have. So yeah, I, I don't think up. he does. He said he's been working on his quads, but I, I don't know. I don't think he's got anything on rock. <laughs> White Men Can't Jump debuts May 19th. More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. The engagement ring can be over. up in the upper 40s. It's 36 now. Did you guys see that whole like balloon fiasco over the, <laughs> the weekend? Oh, yeah. I was trying to keep up with it. It was scary. What did, it freaked what, me out. What did it remind you of? The movie Nope. Okay. Oh, it, you mean it, up or nope? Nope. Nope. What's nope? I'm not sure what nope it's is. It's literally a movie from... Um, it just me, came out. Yeah, it? it just came out by... Uh, Danielle Kalua, who was in, um, oh God, hold on, it'll, it's gonna come to me. He was in the movie Get Out. Okay. So he's a director now. Very good. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, he wasn't the director. I'm sorry. Well, he's the main actor. He's the main actor in it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but Jordan, whatever, I'm speaking nonsense. <laughs> whatever. But the movie, the movie Nope is literally about this family that lives on a ranch that sees a UFO hiding in a cloud and it just sits there and they're trying to figure out what it is. And the whole movie is like, you know, they figure out that it's a UFO and they're trying to like knock it down, whatever. But the way that it was hiding in the clouds looked just like the real thing that I was seeing over the weekend. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the movie. Nope. It was nuts to me. It reminded me of balloon Balloon boy. Boy. Yes. Remember balloon boy. No, I do not. So, Balloon Boy, there was this hoax. It must have been 10, 10, 12 years ago. There was a hoax that there was a uh, a father and a son working on a Mylar balloon. And the kid got into the into the basket in the balloon. And then it took off. <laughs> and, like, he was up, like, high. Like, over, like, I think it was New Mexico or something like that. And, like, he was, like, flying miles and miles and like, the... the Police were chasing after but him. But it wasn't true. The, the whole thing turned out to be a hoax, and he admitted it <laughs> on the Today Show. Oh, my God. And then... So they're interviewing him thinking it was real. And he's like, Dad, you told me to do this whole thing. Because <gasps> <laughs> they, they, they were part of some kind of a, a reality show or whatever. Oh, my God. And then the other little... And then the boy died. <laughs> the, other... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the other little tidbit to that was the kid also... Is the only person that I know of that ever threw up on the Today Show. He threw up live on the Today Show. Are just, you kidding? No, 100%. How old is this kid? He was maybe like eight. At the time. Something like and that. And he threw up. On the Today Show. In, this, in, the, this in his mom's hands. This guy's my hero. <laughs> yeah. This kid honestly. is my absolute hero. Balloon Where Boy, is he now? Where Balloon is Balloon Boy, must Boy be now? like 22 years old now. Yeah, I thought this is definitely 90s. Or late 90s. No, no, you no, no. Think so? not definitely not 90s. 100% not 90s. I'd say... Early 2000s? Yeah. Oh. I'd say not even... Not even single digits 2000s. I don't know. But that definitely like crossed my mind, the balloon boy, nah. with this whole balloon if you, story. If you've seen Nope, you were definitely thinking that when you saw this balloon over the weekend. Yeah. It was nuts. All I want to know is, like, it, first of all, it, it's, it's equivalent to a weather balloon. Why a missile? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, wh- well, because it was unauthorized. You can't have something from another country. I understand that, but you don't think that's a little too over the top? What do you mean? A Calling. First of all, that missile was probably more than my house put a, well, alone they, for one missile. China said it was a weather balloon. But yeah, you know, it wasn't the, a weather balloon. The Pentagon was like, said, this said, is it's, spy. It's, They're it's, spying it's like, on us. I didn't say it was. It's like a weather balloon. Like, meaning, like, do you really need. I, I don't know. I, I just. I thought that. 
No, nah, it was straight up taking, it was trying to take information from the United States. It was floating right over our missile launch. I don't know. Okay. If, I, if I'm president, if you're I'm, president, I'm, what if do you I'm do? president, I'm just going to grab it and go and bring it back to headquarters and be like, hey, let's see and what we can get from this thing. And then it explodes and releases nitrous, nitrous oxide or whatever all over the country. If you blow or it you up, it's still it going to release explodes. stuff. That's why they waited till it was over the water. Yeah. To blow it up because they, they didn't know what was inside it, if anything. You know, back in the day, I used to uh, release weather balloons back in Linden State. So this is all your fault. <laughs> it's just been floating ever since. <laughs> this is actually what this is, is a Valentine's Day balloon for his his fiance. I have to always to goes extra. <laughs> always extra. Maddie, so much warmer than it was, you know, on Friday night, Saturday. Crazy. Did you guys get like hit with any of that wind chill oh yeah over the weekend it was terrible it was terrible i don't know how i managed to get out of the house but i did i woke up at like 8 a.m to go to the gym on saturday on saturday morning really and i it's it's not like it's not that i forgot but i definitely downplayed it like i definitely didn't expect it to be that intense I stepped out of my house and the nose hairs just like shriveled up and like froze. <laughs> like it was like OMG, was it called? My car wouldn't start like no right way. away. Like it was like, river, 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 river. like I was like, oh my God. Did you notice there were a lot of uh, disabled cars on the highway? A lot of disabled cars. And of course, who needed gas? I needed Stop gas. It. I swear to God, you can't write this stuff. You can't. So you I get didn't my think car. about that on the way home? Listen, listen, listen. You're asking a lot of me here. <laughs> I didn't think of it. I got in my car and I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I need gas. A couple miles down the road, my check air pressure comes on. Oh, so no. I need ti- I need air in my tires. I think that was a lot of the problem, yeah, too. Yeah, It was the oil changes. De- uh, no, no, I'm telling you. All those people on 195 that you passed... Those are people who do not get their oil changed when they're supposed to. I, I, like, I think I think it's the tires, the tires man. because when it gets cold, the the yeah. pressure goes down. It does, but like at that point of time on 195, because you know when you start going, it builds pressure and it goes up a little bit. And I get that, but there were no jacks or anything. There were just people sitting in their cars. Those people did not change their oil recently. Oil solidifies, and I'm telling you right now, it's not going to burn. There you go. So you think the oil froze in the in the engines? Just it was very like uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for the uh, it was like thick syrup just very thick syrup it wasn't hot enough to just flow through and then your engine seizes great now I'm thinking about pancakes yeah what <laughs> how is everything oh, food so I was coming out of um, stop and shop on Friday night and walking just walking to the car Friday night. I couldn't get over it. Like, honestly, like, I mean, I went to school in Syracuse, so it's, like, usually pretty severe weather. I've never seen anything like that before. It was, like, instant freeze your face. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Like, free, like, frozen face. Yeah. It was bad. I am impressed that you went to the gym on Saturday Yeah, morning. imagine leaving the gym covered in sweat and trying to run to your car and not die of frostbite because you're covered in wet sweat. It was terrible. Terrible. Your coach assigned you guys running assignment Saturday morning. Did you know that? <laughs> I was uh, tucked in my bed. I did not know that at all. Well, no, no thank go. you. It is 6.53 from the Charnock Tavern Newsroom, Phil Devitt.
A new park at 7th and Spring Streets in New Bedford will honor abolitionist Frederick Douglass and those local residents who helped men and women escape slavery and find freedom through the Underground Railroad. A new historic district is also being created to recognize the efforts of homeowners who contributed to the abolition movement, many who lived along 7th Street. Lee Blake of the New Bedford Historical Society says the new district is an important part of the city's history. There'll be a whole district about six blocks long with... A number of the homes of abolitionists who were active in the movement at the time, but another great walking tour that illustrates the importance of New Bedford's history. Blake says barring any major weather delays, Abolition Row Park should be completed by May of this year. Public safety personnel in Wareham braved the sub-zero cold Saturday to help a dog caught in the ice in a pond off Barker Road. Firefighters arrived on scene around 7.30 a.m. and observed the dog struggling in the icy water about 150 feet from shore. A team of firefighters deployed onto the ice and rescued the dog. Dakota was brought to a rescue vehicle to warm up and then transported to a local veterinarian for treatment. Officials say it's estimated the dog was in the water for about 20 minutes. Wareham Police, along with the Department of Natural Resources and Wareham EMS, also assisted at the scene. Lawmakers will receive a classified briefing on the Chinese balloon incident in the coming days. Speaking during a Sunday news conference, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer praised President Biden's response, including the order to shoot the suspected surveillance balloon down, as calm, calculating, and effective. He said the February 15th briefing will include information comparing China's military capability to that of the U.S. And Walmart is making breaking up a little more bearable this Valentine's Day. The retail giant is selling a plush bear with a pretty clear message. It sings and dances to NSYNC's Bye 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 while holding a broken heart and wearing a shirt that reads Bye Bye. The caption of a tweet advertising the relationship-ending stuffed animal says it's cuter than a breakup text. The breakup bear is available on Walmart's website for about 17 bucks. In sports, the Boston Celtics are in Detroit to take on the Pistons tonight at 7, and the Boston Bruins and Washington Capitals face off on Saturday. Traffic and weather next from the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. All right, I'd like to retract something that I said on, fr- on Friday during the Radiothon. I was talking about the hot tubs from Aaron Pools and Spas, and I had said, yeah, you can go in, you know, during the, the wind chill and, you know, negative 30 wind chills. I got to take that back. That would have been crazy to do that. But what I would say is during most normal weather events in the winter time, snow, wind, that kind of thing, you can definitely be out there. Just when it's like negative 40, I would say that, you know, you're, you're crossing lines there. But uh, all kidding aside, the showroom there at Aaron Pools and Spas for these hydro pool hot tubs, absolutely outstanding. And again, honestly, you really can use these things 12 months a year. Uh, which is a really nice, you know, because it really gives you value to that purchase. But uh, my favorite part about owning a hydro pool hot tub is that it's maintenance free. I mean, I'm not somebody who can really take on big projects like that and always be worried about maintaining a hot tub. These things are self-cleaning. So go find out more about them. They're gorgeous. They'll look great in your backyard. But most importantly, they will bring your family together and relax you the way nothing else can. A hydro pool hot tub from Aaron Pools and Spas, Route 6 in Dartmouth and online at aaronpoolsandspas.com. 
favorites at Brack's Grill and Tea. It is called Calm Down. So I spent most of my day yesterday doing some wedding stuff, and one of the most difficult jobs I had was deciding who gets a plus one and who doesn't. Like, so you're like you go over like the, thing. the you know the final wedding list, trying to make cuts. I, I or, suppose maybe that's that's the reason why, but I just assumed everybody got a plus well, one. Yeah, you know? that's usually how it goes. I mean, I think you make a you make a educate. What's the word? Um, Educational guess. No, you make you make a concrete decision on everybody gets a plus one, or the typical thing is if the person is not in a serious relationship, yeah. they don't get a plus and like, one. Maybe they're not like older. Yeah. Like if it's like a seventeen-year-old cousin. Oh, or see, something. like I, I didn't even go that deep. I, I made it as easy as possible. I was like, everybody gets a plus one. Oh, so okay. even like a, a 16, 17-year-old cousin can bring their high school I mean, that wasn't in, that wasn't in my situation. Yeah, okay. So, and no kids were allowed at my wedding. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, no kids. Everybody gets a plus one. Done. So, so I got no kids going to so this So basically one. it was like, yeah, like I would, whoever I invited, like if I was friends with one person in the couple, like it was directed to them. Hmm. But the part of the invitation that they send back, it said something like number of guests or like. Oh, it, said, it was an open. It was an open question. It's very dangerous. OK, obviously, you know, not to put no, three, four, I, five. People do. People no. definitely do. That didn't happen once to Pitch. me. Well, number to be of clear, guests, no, four. no, to be clear, it would say like. For yours, it would be like, you know, Christopher Gazelle. Um Plus whatever, yeah. And then you would say like what you're eating. So you'd put like one next to chicken, one next to beef, and that would tell me there's two people but coming if, under Chris. If you sent that to parents, though, they might put four and try to bring the kids. Nah, well, but not, not but it no kids. specifically said on no my kids? yeah okay. yeah we lo- like I forget how I worded it, but it was like we love your kids, but not that night or Anybody something try like that. To bring their no? kids, no, no. well. Kids. Uh, well, yeah. One one person one <laughs> person always one one person <laughs> brought their baby and it oh, was that's like not that bad yeah it was whatever like I I literally How walk in to walk down the aisle and it was the first thing I saw I was like if that baby utters one tear I swear to God <laughs> yeah. like I will jump off this podium I don't even uh, remember it there so yeah the baby was perfect yeah so whatever so why do you ask yeah, what's going I on think- with the plus one. I just, uh, I'm with Maddie, like, it's... It gets confusing. Everybody gets a plus one. I just assume... You get a plus one, you get a plus one. I I mean, honestly, like, you know me, I like to have a good time, I like to have a party. Like, I want everybody to be there as much as I can. I do understand there's a financial budget that we got to adhere to, but also, like, if my 18, 19-year-old cousin wants to bring somebody so yeah. they don't feel... Like so they're not alone. alone. Yeah, go for it. There's someone to dance with. Yeah, pay for your meal. Like you take into account that everybody's going to bring a guest. Yeah, and if they don't, then you you somehow have them make it clear on the on the invitation. You know why? Because you they too. So like, oh my god, oh my god, that makes life so easy, right? So because you've been to so many weddings, you know yourself, you would not want to go to one alone. You know what I mean? Like that would be a. You'd yeah. be bothered by yeah, that. Exactly. Like before my fiance, it would be nice to maybe bring somebody. But also before my fiance, it was nice to just go by myself. You know, so you're trying to pick up the bridesmaids. <laughs> I think days are in the past. I think it is very clear to the person getting the invitation yeah. whether or not they have a plus one. Okay. 
Because if you don't, like, the card that people gave back, like I said, like, it was, they put their name, I had them put their guest's name, and then you had to account for what you wanted for food. So it was very clear that you either got a guest and you got what you ate, like, you know what I mean? It was very clear. So Man, you think you know it all, being in the wedding industry... There's so many little details. Little it's crazy. Like the stamps went up my behind sideways. Yeah, the stamps are intense. I got the stamps. That was one of my most expensive parts of the wedding. I think I spent. I don't even. I don't even remember now. Probably over five hundred dollars yeah. just on stamps. Yeah. Have you ever been, you know, not plushed one? Like just you invited? Yes. No, never. Yeah, I've been that been that before. And I was not happy with that. And you were you with your wife? I was dating her. That's weird. And I got invited to my cousin's wedding. Were you oh just God. me? And I'm like, come on, man. How old were you at the time? Probably like 22. That's messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. Come on, man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's pretty messed up. <laughs> it is 7.54. And in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom, here's Phil. The centerpiece of the new Abolition Row Park and Historic District along New Bedford's 7th Street will be a statue of a young Frederick Douglass who arrived in New Bedford in 1838 and lived here for three years. Lee Blake of the New Bedford Historical Society says the Douglass statue is now complete and it's unlike other Douglass statues around the country. This is going to be a man in his 20s in workman's clothes sitting on a coil of rope that you would have found on a dock. The only reason it's not here is because it's winter, but it'll be here in the spring. Without any major weather delays, Blake expects the park to be completed and the Douglas statue installed by either April or May. The Park and Historic District will honor Douglas and those local residents who assisted men and women who escaped slavery through the Underground Railroad. The Bristol County District Attorney is investigating an officer-involved shooting in Easton. A family on Spooner Street reported a loved one threatening to harm herself Sunday. And when police arrived, they say they saw a 56-year-old woman carrying a weapon. They helped other members of the house exit. At some point, police say the woman approached the front door of the house while still holding the weapon. That's when an officer fired one shot at the woman who retreated into the house. She was later found inside dead. Her name has had been released. The officer who fired the shot has been placed on paid administrative leave pending the investigation per department policy. A powerful earthquake has left hundreds dead in Turkey and Syria. The quake struck early this morning, jolting millions from sleep and collapsing buildings, including an ancient castle. The New York Times reports many people fled their homes and waited out the pre-dawn hours in their cars before getting a complete look at the destruction wrought by the 7.8 magnitude quake and its aftershocks. Earthquakes occur frequently in Turkey, which is crisscrossed by fault lines. And Viola Davis is joining an elite list following her Grammy win last night. The Central Falls, Rhode Island native took home a Grammy for the audiobook of her memoir, Finding Me, becoming the 18th person to win an EGOT. The achievement is for those who've won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award throughout their career. In sports, the Boston Celtics are in Detroit to play the Pistons. The game's at 7 tonight. And the Boston Bruins are gearing up for their game with the Washington Capitals on Saturday. Traffic and weather coming up. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. If we had scheduled previously a college tour in Boston. Oh, geez. So, you know, 
We trek up to Boston. It's, you know, negative 50, Wait, whatever it is. you did? We did. Oh, my God. They, they were very considerate, though. They kept most of it indoors. And um, one of the things that we did, it was for an admitted students' day thing. And uh, one of the things we did was we took a, a mini class and we took... That sounds terrible. No, it was actually awesome. We was a, it was a psychology class and it was the psychology of eating. <laughs> of course. Listen, there we go. We okay, go. back to food. But it was fascinating. And so they, they put up this map of the United States and they showed like in 1985 the number of people who were, I think, I, the states, the different states that were 10% or more obese. And there were like a handful of states. And then the years go by. She's flipping through the slides. Mm -hmm. And the the colors are getting different. They're getting darker and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's a whole darn country is like over 35%. Like the the numbers went up too. Mm -hmm. America. Well, and it's it's crazy. So you've no, it was about the obesity ep epidemic. So then she started talking about well, what is this? Like, why did this happen? And it's not just like a one thing. It's like a 50 thing. Like, there's so many different reasons why this happened. But, like, one of the things that I found fascinating was, did you know, know that over the past 20 years, the size of our plates has changed? I believe it. Dramatically. Well, even, like, when you see things... Comparatively of like fast food chains. Yes. For whatever reason, the portions are bigger in America. 100%. Like why? No, you you nailed that. that. That was actually one of the things that in America, portions in general yeah. are way off. Are gigantic. And she said, you know, when McDonald's first started, you know the size of like an actual like McDonald's hamburger, not like just like a regular old hamburger. That was all they had. Yeah. was just that. And now... Think of, I mean, you've got double quarter pounded with cheese. <laughs> so like, you know, <sighs> um, but the size of plates over the past 20 years have gone from 10 inches to 12 inches to now 14 inches for a restaurant plate. <laughs> oh my God. And so they have, <sighs> they had this thing where, you know, like if you were going to fix a plate for um, like a family member, do it. And then they, they did the study. And so no matter how big the plate was, they would cover the plate. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Totally so like, get it. Yeah. There's psychology right there. Um, and then, you know, they've gone into the fact that families don't have dinners anymore. Mm -hmm. um, they've gone into this, this is, and I definitely don't eat like this, but most people do. The How do you know when you're full? When it hurts, basically. <laughs> the answer for most people is when it's gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, you know, you just keep eating until all the food but is gone. that makes sense. And that, I think that's why a lot of nutritionists and people that are trying to be health conscious say portion control is such a big thing. Yes. So, like, don't eat chips out of the bag. Put them yes. into a bowl. That was a big one. Something yeah. Like, Beyonce. like, don't, you know... Be conscious of the portion sizes that you have. It's so true. So then when she said that they went around and they looked on the countertops of people's kitchen. Mm. And so they didn't let on to what they were doing. They just were going in to check out the house, blah, blah, blah. They didn't really say what they were doing. But certain items on your countertop will add 
up to 29 pounds. So if you are if you are a person I who immediately has, think of one item. What item? A jar of cookies. That's not that bad. Really? It only adds 8 pounds. Okay. But if you have if you keep soda Regular soda oh. on your countertop. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't know who keeps beverages on a countertop. Oh my, but a lot of my family members used to do that because it doesn't get flat. So it, it'll add 29 pounds oh my to you if you have soda on your countertop. Wow. The diet soda, 24 pounds. Mm-hmm. 24 pounds because the, the artificial sweeteners still kicks off the insulin, still makes you want the things to eat. Now, the... Interesting thing was, there's an item that you can have in your countertop that will have, have you lose seven pounds. Lettuce? Hmm. On your countertop. Candy? A water jug? Like... A fruit bowl. A fruit bowl. Okay. And so the point is, whatever is most available to people is what you eat. Yeah. yeah. So if you just make that, those, that fruit available, mm-hmm. kids will grab that, you will grab that, it's easy. Totally fascinating yeah it's it's fascinating how the brain works for sure so then she gets through all of that and i'm like okay and i'm like taking notes and stuff <laughs> then the real kick in the pants comes ice cream she says going well, out yeah, to no, eat that, that is a thing too but the real kick in the pants is we really at the end of the day have very little control over all of this because she said 70 percent of whether or not you are overweight or not 70 percent has to do with genetics. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got to throw up your hands. Just do the best you can. That's true. Oh, my God. No, Don't she, spread so, that message. So what she said, though, was back in the day, like, you know, like way back in the day, if you ate and held on to that food through fat storage and stuff like that, that would help you survive because yeah. food was not always so available. But now food is so readily available that the, so for, through all those hundreds and thousands of years, the the ones that have survived through us, we're their ancestors and we're the ones who were able to store all the fat. And so like it's, it's doomed. We're this doomed. kept me warm oh when it was cold the other day. That's, I'm telling you. That's right. Being thick is not a bad thing. Oh, God. I'm just saying. The other thing, though, did she explain to you why, like, I, I'll be honest. Right now, I feel like I'm in, I'm in decent shape, okay? My scale still says borderline morbidly obese. I'll tell you right now. Come on, it's man. It's called body composition change. Your body composition is going to change way faster than your weight will. She also said that we all have a, a weight thermometer. Yeah, I was about to say that. And she said no matter what you do, not to not to like depress anybody out there on a Monday morning, but no matter what you do, your weight regulates itself. So like if you let's say it's um let's say it's Christmas time, you eat a lot of cookies, a lot of pie, you put on ten pounds. You're ten pounds over what you normally are. If she checks in with you three months from now, you're probably closer to where your normal fighting weight is. By I mean fighting weight <laughs> being silly. But uh and then maybe like you It's so true. Maybe you lose ten pounds because you're being really health conscious. Three, four, five, six months from now they come check back in with you, you're right back to where you yeah. were. Yeah. It is very hard to move that barometer. It is, it is extremely hard. So, when you're dieting correctly, like that's why all of these like culture diets or like these like weird fad diets they don't work she because said, they don't mess with your actual weight of where you're supposed to be she said if you do one of those diets where you um 
hold back carbs or do things like that, like you deny yourself these things, in general, generally speaking, uh, you end up heavier than you where you mm. were when you first yeah. began the diet eventually. So to make it even more complicated, good luck Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it is Fun 107. Next party includes Michael Sharice. Hey, so how cold was it this weekend? It was cold enough for a frozen shark to wash up on the beach. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. I can't like so there's this photographer who was on the beach Saturday afternoon. Her name is Amy, and she is around the Dennis Beach area, and she was at Cold Storage Beach, aptly, aptly named. <laughs> Cold Storage um, Beach. She's actually from Yarmouthport. What was she doing on the beach, though? So, I guess she wasn't going to go over to that part of the beach. She was taking photography. She, she was out. Wow. She said, uh... I was out freezing off my fingers. I was the only photo not running around. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure you were. Uh, she said it was probably about 10 degrees when she was there, but obviously way less with the wind chill. Um, she wasn't going to go over there, but she saw a fin sticking up from way down. And so she decided to go investigate. Um, she said her initial reaction, you know, she felt bad. She was like, it's kind of a startling sight. Frozen, bloody teeth were kind of wild and... Um, it's, it's just really scary to see. Sadly, she reports that a lot of people pulled out the shark's teeth to keep it. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is kind of messed Barbaric. up. Barbaric. Kind of people messed up. People control yourselves. The really? That, the fact that you're comfortable with touching it is like, <laughs> honestly, is like, whoa. Cause here's what I would be thinking. Is it's going to jump out and bite exactly. me. Exactly. As much as like, let's say I really wanted one of those shark's teeth. I'd be scared because I would think, like, the reflex right. would still be like, Bah-. Right, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> knee-jerk reflex or something. It's a hard pass. But she took the most incredible photo of this shark, and it just fully illustrates how cold it actually was this weekend. Because it just makes me think of, like, when did it freeze? Did it freeze? Friday night. But, like... Did it, did it wash up to shore, get stuck, and then freeze? Or did it freeze in the ocean, get washed up? Because it lives in the ocean. It's not going to freeze in the ocean, right? I don't think so. Right? But like, it's like confusing. It's, it's like, probably going to washed up, probably. When did it freeze? There's only two times in my life I remember saltwater ocean oh, no, freezing. You, yeah, no, I have seen that, though. You know, it, it, I think it was in the ocean. The, I wow. don't know. Well, the water didn't freeze. Like, the water wasn't ice. It there were some areas that, that it were. does happen. But, like, and a sh- if a shark is living in that water, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, like, when it froze, but it's it's pretty crazy. It is literally just, like, a block of ice. It looks like somebody took it out of a freezer and dumped it onto the beach. Also, who are these people out there on the beach <laughs> to even be there to take the shark teeth? I know. Like, I know. Like, how did they know? Well, maybe they saw the photo. I don't know. You're going to brave the cold for that? I know. You guys are psychos. It's really, really weird. I agree. That's really weird. But I have no idea if it's still there, but it's just so ironic to be at Cold Storage Beach in Dennis, Mass. And as advertised, as advertised, <laughs> it's pretty cold. Frozen sharks washing up. Finding the person. It's been a big week for coffee lovers. Mm. First, you had Starbucks opening up on Cogsall Street. Let's was, go. That, was that last week? Yeah. I think, it was, last it, week, I think right? it was last week, yeah. Last Wednesday. And then... There's rumors of... Well, not rumors, but they rumors were uh, 
solidified about Mirasols coming to Fairhaven. Yep. So that's awesome. And then uh, as of today, today is the first day that Mary Lou's the best coffee in town. Is it? <laughs> that's what they say. Oh, that's, oh, her, okay. that's her slogan. Um, is coming to Dartmouth. Have you ever had it? Never. It's intense. It's intense? Right, it's talk a, to me. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's This is coffee 2.0. This is like coffee with like chocolate syrup, caramel syrup, whipped cream, more syrup. Like this is like a... So it's a cup of candy? It's a, Yeah, that's a good way <laughs> to put it. Yeah, but it's delicious. It's it's really good. What about just like a regular hot cup of black coffee? I'm sure they have it, but that's not why you go to Mary Lou's. Oh. So um, it's open now, actually. it's uh, You know where it is? It's tucked inside that Fonts Corner Road mobile uh, the mobile station in there. I think that's great for them, honestly, for for that particular mobile. I think it's going to bring a lot of traction over there. That's good. See, everybody wins. So, uh, yeah, they're open today. Because that, that, that sign's been out front for, like, months. I'm like, when is this place going to be opening? Mm. Uh, so they're open now, and they're open. They're going to be open 5 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock. Uh, PM. I gotta. I want. I want to. I want to talk to whoever runs their commercials, though. That jingle is definitely. Yeah. That's a sorry jingle. I got a word for them. Cringe. What's What's the deal with the with the cringe commercials? What's the deal? Do you mean like with the jingle, or do you mean the whole thing? The dancing. The (laughs) the twenty dollar budget. The like it, it is very. I, I got a few choice words. It's been like that for a long time. And you know what? It's working. So it's like, I get it, but I also don't get it. What are they? Are they a chain? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, but it's a lo- it's not local like... Local chain? Yeah, very local chain. Kind of like Tim Hortons? Regional chain? No. Like a that, regional chain? Tim Hortons is like Canada. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's no, regional this to is, them. Yeah, a regional this is, chain, like a New England chain. Yeah, yeah not much, uh, even out of Mass, I don't think. Little New Hampshire... Rhode Island has them. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I have one right by my house. Is it food? Yeah. So, I mean, is it like like a honeydew or a Dunkin'? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Huh. You want to give it your best shot? Come what? On. Sing the jingle. I don't I don't know the jingle. Do you know the jingle, Michael? I do. Oh, Go ahead. Your best shot. It, well, it's Mary Lou's the best coffee in town. Oh, my God. Then that's go, yeah. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Cut <laughs> it. What? Hey, 